Tape Podcast. Um, I'm Jay Probes. And I'm Dr. Cash. And today in our episode, uh, we're going to start off with some soccer news. Um, so according to Fabrizio Romano, um, Lionel Messi is going to be deciding his future after deciding to leave PSG. Um, his next club uh, for the season, um, next week he'll be deciding. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I've been seeing a lot of Javi comments saying he really wants Messi. Um, what are your thoughts on where, where he's going to go? Yeah, I mean, Xavi, obviously a former teammate of Messi. Uh, they're both good friends. And, yeah. you know, Barcelona are back. They just won La Liga. Um, Champions League. I think Messi can definitely help them in the Champions League. But, you know, as it's the problems they faced in the past have been like with with, uh, with uh, they've had financial problems a lot in the past and mm-hmm. it's prevented yeah. preventing them from signing players you know they've had to, that's why Messi had to leave mm-hmm. they'd had to bring Spotify in to they had to rename their stadium after Spotify bring in all these new sponsorships uh to get money and still like it might not be enough to bring in Messi but you know I don't know if you heard about those that plan with Inter Miami mm-hmm. where yeah, yeah the so I think I think that's pretty interesting. So essentially, Messi would sign with Inter Miami, uh, and go on loan for twelve to eighteen months, so two two and a half seasons, two two and a half years. Uh, go on loan to Barcelona, and after that loan, he would come back and play for Inter Miami, which I think is it's a win win for both teams. Yeah, and and for Messi personally, it keeps him playing competitive football before the Copa America, um, and then afterwards, when you'd assume he'd want to playing the MLS with more retirement, um, he, he can go back to Inter Miami. Um, so it, it does seem like like a pretty pretty interesting plan. Um, and, I mean, this is the, the greatest football in the world. Um, so it's all eyes are going to be on where he goes next. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's Barcelona, ML, Inter Miami, or Saudi. I think those are the three, three front runners as of right now. Um, but moving on, um, to another big name leaving PSG, Sergio Ramos, the, the star center back leaving PSG. What are your thoughts on PSG kind of losing their star power at the point at this point? Yeah, I feel like Ramos is, it's, this is a big loss for them because he was a, he had a big impact on that locker room. You know, that PSG team was on paper. They're one of the best teams in the world. Their yeah. midfield though was just terrible, and it's it was all young players that couldn't really fit their um, timeline for winning the Champions League right now. They're more of reserves or players that big clubs would loan out. And I feel like what Ramos did, he you know he was a veteran leader of that locker room. He'd won at the highest level multiple times. He kept that midfield. Um, he kept the midfield's confidence. And while it's it's weird to say that from a center back's perspective, Ramos did a great job of doing that. And I think this is a huge loss for PSG because not only was he a big voice in the locker room, he actually played pretty well this year when you look at the yeah. film. I get it. He wasn't going up against the, the world's uh, best talent every week, being in the Liga, Liga. So... I feel like Ramos still has a lot to give, but I mean, again, like we talked about yesterday, once that Saudi money comes up, you know, they're they're mm-hmm. gone, uh, and you can't blame them. Yeah, it. I don't know. 
it feels like for for guys like Messi, for guys like Ramos, um, they they came to PSG for that final Champions League for that. Oh, I'm gonna play with this super team. I'm gonna get a Champions League, um, and then I'm gonna dip. They're right. they're at the back end of their career. This is probably one of the last chances that they're gonna have to play competitive football. And um, I mean, I think that just encapsulates the entire PSG project, right? A bunch of high money names. Mbappe, yeah. Neymar, all coming to try and win the Champions League, and then they just can't. They just, I mean, they, I feel like they this, just can't. This situation here completely relates to the Nets and how they had that big three with Harden, KD, and mm-hmm. Kyrie. It's kind yeah. of similar situations, and how it's just not going to pan out now. Yeah, exactly. And then eventually, eventually, Mbappe is going to move on. Um, don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Neymar. I mean, he's been being linked to what Manchester United, mm-hmm. Newcastle, Premier League team, um, yeah, pre- yeah, the England. He's being linked to England, so I think, yeah, it's it's kind of blowing up in their faces. Um, you you'd yeah. want at least one Champions League out of this, right? Like you, you've been so dominant um, in Liga, but that that just, that isn't really saying anything. Yeah, um, you you want to win a Champions League. That's their ultimate goal, and they just. Have they were they, they didn't even get past the round of sixteen, which to me is exactly that's like an ultimate failure. They they came that close against Madrid last year, and then this year, you know, didn't have Mbappe it's, for about yeah. the first hour of that uh, leg one in Paris. He came on, mm-hmm. scored two goals, but both were ruled off sides, and that's just that yeah. that's kind of the story of how that uh, big super team panned out i mean they're they're great talents they played well with psg but they just couldn't come together when it mattered in the champions league yeah i think i mean you possibly see neymar and mbappe back for one more season but it's just an entirely different team without messi without ramos you just kind of these backbone veteran leaders are gone um and you're looking at the team and you're like okay you have messi you have neymar you have Hakimi, Nomenj, Marquinhos, but Marquinhos no signed depth. an extension. Yeah, that's true. But there's no there's no depth in the team. There's no midfield. You're looking at it and you're like, this is a team headlined by stars, but no actual substance behind them. Yeah, and, and that's a great point because I, I feel like when you look at these teams that uh, are in the Champions League final, that are in the semifinal, like you look at City, they have Phil Foden coming off the bench. Um and then you yeah, look at exactly. you look at um, Inner. They have Edin Dzeko coming off the bench. They have Stefan de Vrij coming off the bench. Um, they they, so they it, play they play as a team too. Yeah, Robin Gosens coming off the bench. Vote. Exactly, and I think without depth, this PSG team can't go far. And and not only that, their midfield is that thin. Like it's just not what mm-hmm. it used to be. They lost Di Maria last season. Um, yeah. And it's just it, it's not going to work out without without proper subs and a proper starting eleven. Yeah, because I, I feel like oil money can get you all the big names, but you need you need good leadership, you need good um, good management in order to to make that money work. And I mean, we've seen that with Newcastle's case with Man City; those the the money actually working, you know, building a team that has. That has the star talent, but then also the, the the players to back it up, the depth to back it up, um, and exactly. that's just what we, we just haven't seen that with PSG. Yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunate, but you know, um, the both all three of those players 
and Ramos, Messi, and either Neymar and Mbappe. They're all, three of those four are gone, and mm-hmm. um, you know now they're moving on to different stages in the career. You know, Messi obviously kind of kind of into that retirement zone, but you know they you can you never know he can still win Champions League or repeat La Liga with Barcelona. Neymar, I feel like I don't. Just I want to get get this out quickly. I feel like him in the Premier League would be super super fun to watch. I don't think Newcastle is the right club for him because they have plenty of depth on the wing. But I think mm-hmm. if we see him at, um, you know, Chelsea potentially, Chelsea. I, just, I, I I mean I feel like one of these clubs that are. I'm I'm United. not I don't think he yeah like I, but again He's United just brought in Anthony. You know, they have That's those teams, they have their starting wings. Neymar is not coming off the bench. And I know Neymar wouldn't go to a club like like Villa or, you know, Brighton. That, that just wouldn't make sense. But I think him under Unai Emery would be pretty fun. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's just going to be interesting to see if, if he's leaving where he'll end up because a transfer uh, fee would still need to be paid to PSG. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, they definitely have to pay a massive transfer fee for Neymar. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on to other transfers, other basketball transfers, um, Frank Vogel announcing that he is going to be the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Um, he signed a five-year, $31 million deal. Um, what are your initial thoughts, Dr. Cash? I don't know. Like, to me, going on with this, like, these veteran head coaches and, um, you know, just signing them, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Like, Vogel's an incredible coach. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like outside of that time in the bubble, like he's had a couple of couple good runs in the playoffs with Indiana. Uh, but other than that, like that bubble run, like I don't know. I just I don't see what more he did then. Monty Williams outside of that 2020 year just just because it like he, I get it he he's he's great defensively but I, I don't see what he brings to the table on top of what Monty Williams brought because Monty Williams can't control Booker and Durant going shooting like combining for 20 points in the game seven he can't yeah. control that this Suns team was already thin on the bench after trading for KD I don't know what what more Vogel's gonna do. Honestly, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at it, firing Monty Williams, the only way you can really get an upgrade is over him is if you get like one of those top coaching candidates like Ime Odoka, um, or I mean Doc Rivers possibly. I don't even know the, because I, there weren't there weren't that many candidates that were better than Monty Williams. I mean, he, he's been a good coach. He led them to the, um, what was it, the conference finals multiple multiple years. And I think um, that's, yeah, it, it, maybe it's a change of senior new coach, but I don't know. I, I don't think it's the right move because Monty, you, you haven't given him enough time to deal with this KD situation and kind of build the team as he wants. Yeah, I agree because – when I look at it from this perspective, like the Mike Mike Malone, you know that that's a pretty he was a pretty new to head coaching when he took that job with Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, and, Joe Mazzula. 
He's he got promoted mm-hmm. from assistant coach. It's it's just a fresh mind, a fresh game plan, one that the league is not accustomed to seeing, which I think yeah. is important for these kinds of teams because, you, like Darvin Ham, he just took the Lakers to the conference finals in his first year as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people may have criticized his uh, lineup changes, his all of that, but he made it to the conference finals at the end of the day. Vogel yeah. did that. But after those conference finals runs, he had what, like maybe one, two with Paul George and Indy. He went 54 and like 110 in his two years with uh, with Orlando. Then he made the finals one with LeBron. I, I don't know. I just don't like it. And I don't think he brings anything new to the table with Phoenix. That roster, it could get better, but I just don't know how much better it, it will get to, to supplement uh, Vogel's play style. Yeah, especially with two superstars in KD and Devin Booker holding majority of your cap space. Right. It's I don't know. Yeah, I, I just not a huge fan of this move. Yeah, I I think I think we can both agree that the coaching carousel has been kind of crazy, but then also at the same time underwhelming because none of these moves that contending teams are making is really um, boosting a team's performance. Exactly. Yeah, I, I it just doesn't make much sense, but. Again, this all could change. All, all this perspective can change. I, if, if Phoenix can bring in the right pieces defensively to fit what Fogel stands for, I think we could be having a whole other conversation. But I just don't know how they're going to bring in that quality bench. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's up to the front office. Um, yeah, but that, that ends our episode today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, make sure to follow us on all our social medias. Um, if you're on it, we're on it as well. Um, make sure to go check out our website at rewindthattape.com um, and come back to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, we'll be here posting daily um, sports updates. And thank you guys so much for watching. Peace.